All right, everyone. It is Tuesday, November 8th, 8.45 p.m. Election night uh, in America. And we got Virginia Tech and Duke to preview here this evening. Virginia Tech and Duke are kicking off another thriller here uh, on the regional sports networks on Saturday at noon down there in Durham. Hokie Nation, I know we, we usually do a good job of painting the state of North Carolina. I'm sure a lot of Tech fans will be down there at the game on Saturday. My name is Pat Finn. I'm uh, recording here from Charlotte, North Carolina. And then we have a very special guest joining the show here. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll do a quick intro after, after we roll in with our friends from the Main Street Pharmacy. The Main Street Pharmacy in Blacksburg, Virginia. It treats the people of the Virginia Tech community the way that they want to be treated. At the Main Street Pharmacy, you are a neighbor, not a number. Dr. Jeremy will greet you with a smile. You got prescriptions to fill? You know, you got to go. I went to a pharmacy today that I'm not going to name in Charlotte, and I needed some toothpaste. So I went on down there. If you need toothpaste, I know who has it. Jeremy at the Main Street Pharmacy. If you are looking for the new Sons of Saturday and Nitlo Center Street Athletics t-shirt, head on down to Main Street Pharmacy and go check it out. But uh, tell, them to send son- tell, tell them the Suns sent you. We're going to have buttons for, uh, for Beat UVA uh, available there over the next few weeks as well. Hokey Haiku brought to you by the Main Street Pharmacy. This is submitted by Meg Gregg. Another collapse. It is difficult to watch. Let's go, Tech. Beat Duke. I agree with you, Meg. All right, so we're going to introduce our guest here. Uh, If you're watching on YouTube, you can see he's got the Abbey Road poster in the background. Dialing in from the 757. High school student, college football expert, hokey diehard fan, Mr. Sam Stromberg. Sam, what's going on, man? Welcome to the Suns. How's it going? What's up? Thanks for having me, Pat. I appreciate it. You know, talking about hokey football, nothing better than that. So, Sam, for the folks who may not know Sam Stromberg, who is Sam Stromberg? Yeah, um, so I'm 17 years old. I live in Portsmouth, Virginia. Um, I go to Norfolk Academy. Um, I play basketball and baseball there. And I love watching tech football. So, uh, you know, and tech basketball, that team looks pretty good. So, um, just that type of stuff in school, working hard, plowing through that and, uh, watching the Hokies on the weekends. You remind me of a young Patrick Finn growing <laughs> up in New Jersey. Watch, uh, <laughs> that was it, man. That was, that was the personality trait. No, uh, you know, that guy just loves, the guy loves the Hokies. No, oh, yeah. I'm just messing with you. But, um, Sam, so Sam, Sam is one of our writers at Sons of Saturday. And call to the bullpen. I know Billy and Grayson both uh, both were busy this evening. I was like, well, you know, who should we uh, who should we bring on today? Sam Stromberg. I was like, dude, I, I saw him in Raleigh a few weeks ago. I know he's oh, yeah. fired up to come on. Saw him tailgating at German Club a few weeks ago. This guy's this guy's plugged in. But Sam, uh, just give us a quick uh, a quick little overview of how you got involved with Sons of Saturday. Yeah, so uh, this past summer, um, I was listening to one of your episodes, actually. And Pat was like, if you're interested in writing for us, let us know. So I was like, I I hopped on that opportunity. Um, I reached out to Pat, and we uh, made it happen. 
And now I write um, a weekly uh, series called Freshman Files about the freshmen. So, uh, yeah, just reached out to Pat, really. <laughs> a star was born. So uh, no, it, it was great because the uh, the email was pretty funny that Sam sent to me, too. And then I yeah. called him up and said, yeah, I want to talk to this guy. Um, so that's awesome. Sam, we're excited to have you on. I'm sure this will be the uh, the first of potentially many podcasts that uh, that we bring on double S here to break down Virginia Tech athletics. So we're going to start things off. First things first with the Hokie history, uh, Virginia Tech and the Duke Blue Devils. Obviously, this is a conference foe, a coastal foe. We've been playing Duke every year since uh, joining the ACC in 2004. And I mean, one of the the more fun games uh, over the past, you know, five or five to 10 years in basketball as well. This is not a basketball show uh, tonight, but they did indeed look good last night. But with the help of the uh, Virginia Tech Athletics series snapshot that they're putting out there uh, on Hokie Sports every week, we've compiled a few uh, moments from Hokie history to chat about from the Duke game. Now, before I jump into it, Sam, I'm going to put you on the spot here. Off the top of your head, do you have any any like moments or memories or, you know, when you think Virginia Tech versus Duke football, any, any uh, specific games or moments pop up in your head before anything else? Yeah. Well, I've, I've actually been to a ton of Duke tech football games because Duke Durham is closer than Blacksburg to me. Um, but a few stand out actually in Blacksburg last year's, of course, um, that was a big win, um, over Duke Fuente's last game. Um, in 2014, I went to Durham. Me and my dad went, and we beat them. They were ranked. Uh, we went on, on a bus trip. That was a fun one. Um, and I also went to the 2017 game um, in the rain, which was a 24-3 victory um, and a bunch, of, a bunch of puddles on the field. With a, I think Trayvon Hill was sliding through there, something like that. But um, those are three that stand out. Went to all three of those. I'm with you right there, Sam. Um, this is the... 30th matchup uh, of the Tech Duke series. This series dates back all the way to 1937 and Tech leads the series 19 to 10. Now, as Sam said, we crushed Duke last year in Coach Fuente's final game, 48 17. You know that uh, Keyshawn King showed out, Raheem Blackshear showed out. Also, the defense was was all over the field that day. Um, <laughs> that was that was a ton of fun watching that game. I watched that one with Billy Ray and Grayson in San Diego at Bubs at the Beach, the hooky bar down there uh, in San Diego. I also written, I have, uh, I have some, I have memorable memories written down here that weren't necessarily uh, favorable memories, but the 2019 game, everyone remembers yeah. the 2019 Duke game. I, I was at that one too. <laughs> that was not a fun <laughs> was one. A, yeah, that was not a fun one. Whiteout, Friday night, Michael Vick in town. I guess that was the night they honored like the 1999 team. And uh, this, we're just going to move past that one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 2018, Ryan Willis outduels a ranked Daniel Jones-led Duke team in Durham. Phil Patterson had a sweet touchdown catch that night. I believe that was the uh, the big time Dalton Keene, um, you know, screen pass and was just like an absolute ox running down the field, breaking tackles and scoring a touchdown. That was a picture that Keene is in the is in the uh, end zone with yeah. the hands in the air, yeah. <laughs> and you see, you know, literally thousands of Virginia Tech fans behind Dalton Keene uh, who had made the trip to Durham. So uh, that was always a good one. 
2017, I also have written down on here the rain game, slip and slide. Players were literally just running on the field and, and pretending it was a slip and slide at the end of the game. 2014, same thing, Sam. Comeback over a ranked Duke team. Michael Brewer showed out in the fourth quarter. Bucky had a nice touchdown. 2008, Macho Harris and Stefan Virgil combined for four interceptions on an absolutely freezing night in Lane Stadium. We wore the all maroon uniforms that night. We looked fantastic uh, from a uh, apparel standpoint. Macho had a pick six, uh, so that was big time. Great defense that night. And then 2004, uh, going all the way back to 04, was our first the Virginia Tech uh, Hokies, when they joined the conference in 2004, that was our first ACC win against the Duke Blue Devils in Wallace Wade. So, or actually, that was in Lane Stadium. So, uh, Sam, going to give you a little bit of a high-level Duke football, and then we can jump into uh, the offense, defense, special teams, and what to watch for. Duke football has two unclaimed national titles. In 1936 and 1941, uh, obviously David Cutcliffe was the most recent coach from 2008 to till 2021 until Mike Elko took over uh, over the past year. Duke has an a, uh, a Coastal Division championship from 2013. They play in Wallace Wade Stadium, which has a capacity of just over 40,000 people. And uh, as I was doing my research, my uh, to quote Bill Simmons, the half-assed internet research, I uh, was digging through the Wikipedia and had always known that Wallace Wade Stadium had hosted a Rose Bowl. Uh, 1942, Wallace Wade hosted the Rose Bowl on New Year's Day. And Duke actually had been invited to the Rose Bowl. Um, Duke was was pretty, they had a good, uh, a good program back in the 40s. Now, this was right after Pearl Harbor, which was right after the end of the season. And they were fearing that Japan would attack the West coast. So they said, we need to move this bowl game away from Southern California. Uh, So they didn't want to take a chance at the Japanese choosing to have a big time stage of, you know, bombing a stadium with over 90,000 people there. So the government banned all these large gatherings on the West coast so that, you know, ruled out uh, Corvallis, that ruled out, um, you know, any other venues uh, up and down the coast of uh, California. And then they decided to play it at uh, Wallace Wade Stadium, which was pretty funny. So yeah, didn't know about morning, that. That's uh, that's pretty crazy. I was going to say, I don't know. Are you in any sports history classes at Norfolk Academy? They offer that. Uh, no, that I'm, in, I'm, in, I'm in U.S. history right now. Not much Duke football Rose Bowl being talked about, but. <laughs> Um, All right, so Sam, I'm going to ask you, as we talk about the Duke team this year, I want you to describe Duke football in one word. What would your one word be for this 2022 uh, Duke team? Run. They run the ball a lot, especially with their quarterback, who actually leads the team in rushing. So, um, yeah, run. Simple as that. (laughs) Duke runs, run, 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 run Forest run. The New York City Marathon was yesterday. So uh, maybe some Duke football athletes were up there uh, completing that 26.2. I will say Duke football in one word for 2022, overachieved. They really have overachieved. I remember watching media days and 
you know, people were kind of clowning Duke because they had like, you know, 65 plus percent of their roster returning and their production returning. And, you know, they're hitting the portal and getting all these guys from the Ivy League. And all of a sudden, you know, Duke's 3-0. and Mike Elko's, you know, having a good time down there and building some serious culture. And that's really what what uh, what we've seen out of the Duke Blue Devils so far. You got a guy who utilized the transfer portal. You got a guy who's, who's built some uh, fantastic culture and has been, been able to uh, put together a pretty good team. Duke beat Temple, Northwestern, North Carolina A&T, UVA, Miami, and Boston College, and then was defeated by Carolina uh, in the fourth quarter, Georgia Tech in overtime, and Kansas. Um, so just taking those three losses, Duke lost to Carolina, Georgia Tech, and Kansas by a camp combined 14 points. So in theory, Sam Stromberg, the Duke Blue Devils are 14 points away from being 9-0 and uh, in Mike Elko's first season. So um, interesting things going on down there in Durham. Um, you know, you might see you might see Duke football selling out. Um, there could be a competition in Durham. Which which team is more popular, the basketball team with a new head coach or the football team with a new head coach? Uh, all jokes aside, Duke's going to finish up with Tech at home, Pittsburgh on the road, and Wake Forest at home on senior day. So you said run, Sam. Tell me a little bit about this Duke football and uh, and their offense. Yeah, so like I mentioned, quarterback Riley Leonard leads the team in rushing. Um, 577 yards on the ground. I mean, still with, what is it, three games to play. So um, that's pretty impressive. Um, He has 11 passing touchdowns on 1,850 passing yards. He's good in open space running the ball, especially. Um, He's not the fastest guy, but, you know, I was watching them versus Boston College last week, and he makes guys miss. Um, It really reminded me of – Garrett Schrader, what he did to us with Syracuse last year. You know, not the fastest guy, but but he can make guys miss. Um, and he and Riley Leonard definitely did that last week for Boston College. He had like a 60-yard touchdown run on the on one of the first drives. Um, behind Leonard, um, at the running back spots, they have a good one-two punch with Jordan Waters and Jack Wes Moore. Moore averages almost seven yards a carry. So uh Get ready for that. Um, and Jordan Waters, he's their number one running back, um, having a solid year. Um, and then um, on the offensive line, they have a lot of veteran guys. Um, they have a graduate guy. He might have been a transfer. Um, and, you know, just overall a good rush attack with that offensive line that's full of older guys. Um, Brent Pry mentioned today that's probably going to be the best um, rushing attack we've seen this year. Um, I don't know about that pit with Israel Abanakanda had a pretty good day, but in the past game, um, Leonard's favorite target is Jalen Calhoun. He has about 500 yards on the year. Um, Leonard will get it to uh, Samir Hagen some, Jordan Moore some. Um, they did lose their second leading receiver, uh, Eli Pankel, to a seizing and injury, so you won't see him. But you know they they are run first, but but. They will pass the ball if they need to. Um, they sort of rely on each other to find success. Um, they get their tight end in, involved some. Um, and, yeah, so passing the ball, 
not as prevalent as their run offense, but still something that Hokie fans need to uh, watch out for, especially with Jalen Calhoun. He is a playmaker. Um, and yeah, so we can move on to defense now, I guess. They rank 84th in total defense, giving up about 400 yards a game. But the Hokies will probably make them look pretty good <laughs> this week because that's what Virginia Tech tends to do. Um, you'll hear defensive back Darius Joyner's name called a lot. Um, he's the leading tackler on the Blue Devils. Fellow defensive back Jalen Stinson at five foot eight will make some tackles in the alley. He also has two interceptions on the year. And the third DB who's really made a name for himself, Brandon Johnson. He has three and a half sacks on the year in addition to two interceptions. So he's just an overall playmaker. All right. And then, yeah. And then on the, on the line, listen to this on the line, they have a beast Dwayne Carter. 6'3", 300 pounds, leads the team with four and a half sacks. He had two last week for his Boston College. So, um, Braylon, or Caden Moore and uh, Jesse Hansen, good luck with him. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So I'll, so I'll jump in. So from a, uh, from a scoring perspective, uh, the Blue Devils are averaging 34.8 points a game. That's good for 29th. In the country, so they got a top thirty offense in year one uh, of a rebuild under Mike Elko, and then they are giving up two hundred eight. Uh, they've given up two hundred eight points, which is good for twenty three point one a game, which is forty fifth. So the Duke Blue Devils in year one have a top thirty offense and a top fifty defense. Uh, you know, thus far. Granted, if you look at the Duke football schedule, I know. I know people have been saying Duke's a good football team all year, and I do think they are a good football team. Duke's football schedule might be easier than Virginia Tech's football schedule. I mean, you know, you run down the line, and you know, how good is Kansas really? Like, I know they they started hot. You know, North Carolina A and T obviously is comparable to Wofford, but other than that, um, you know, Duke Duke does not necessarily have a formidable schedule uh, at all. So, um, yeah, I mean. They they did, although, yeah, who knows how good Kansas is. I mean, they're bowl eligible now, but they played UNC tough, who beat us by 31. So, I don't know. I mean, I, I Mike Elko's definitely doing more with less. Um, it'll be interesting to see how they finish the year. Absolutely. Now, Sam, uh, walk me through special teams. Um, you know, I know special teams have been a hot button – but excuse me, a hot button item here uh, with Virginia Tech this year. Um, we've seen the highs, we've seen the lows, but uh, talk to us about what we got uh, down in Durham. Yeah, Charlie Ham, their kicker, he's perfect on extra points. Um, been a little inconsistent in the kicking game. He's 60% on the year, and he is 0 for 2 from 50 plus. Um, and the aforementioned Jalen Calhoun, their punt returner, he's a playmaker. So look out for him. Um, and yeah, I mean, Virginia Tech's been pretty good in, in punt return coverage, but um, he's a playmaker. He had a nice return for CVA a couple weeks back. So are we, are we putting him on Jamison Crowder level of, uh, of Duke punt returning excellence? No, he's, he's not there yet, but I don't know. Maybe against the Hokies he'll, uh, he'll get there. <laughs> Let's hope not. I, I will say, um, you know, at this point in the season, we're nine games in. Um, Coverage units for, um, you know, punting and kicking. We haven't given up a punt return. We have not given up a kick return. So I'm just going to go ahead and knock on wood here. Um, <laughs> saying that with three games to go. All right. So 
heading into Saturday, we got some key matchups. I remember ESPN every single uh, every single week on Sports Center. They would have a segment called "What to Watch for," and they'd go over the upcoming games, the upcoming matchups. What should we be watching for here on Saturday? What are some of the keys to the game for Virginia Tech uh, so we can keep ourselves in this game? We are nine and a half point dogs in Durham. That hurts to say. Yeah, I, I mean, I think it's limiting uh, Riley Leonard on the ground. You know, he once he gets loose, everything opens up for them. And the the main matchup there is the Virginia Tech linebackers. So, da- you know, Dax, Hollifield, Kelly Lawson, Jaden Keller, Alan Tisdale. Keyshawn Artis, Keontae Jenkins, Jarrah Walker. How will those guys do in the open field tackling against Riley Leonard? Because you cannot let that guy get loose. Um, so I think I think that's the biggest matchup, the Virginia Tech linebackers versus Riley Leonard in the open field. Can't wait to see some of our young guys get some more uh, opportunities to make some plays as well here on Saturday. And I know that, you know, you got to pull the bright spots out of every season. And uh, that definitely has... Uh, been some lingering bright spots as well. Offensively, man, if we don't get Daquan Wright involved, you know, I know I'm going to be upset. I think he got one target oh, last yeah. week. And, you know, in my opinion, the most talented guy, most talented pass catcher, you know, on this football team. Um, so. Yeah, no, him, I think he and Caleb Smith both both need a combined 15 targets a game like those are our two best offensive weapons through the air and frankly we haven't gotten them involved enough so i'd like to see those two get involved more yeah caleb caleb smith uh, of course as well now um let's jump into some lines for this weekend with our friends over at DraftKings and with our friend grant watson who's always on the ball submitting his uh, over unders on a weekly basis NBA fans, the NBA action is just getting started. And so are the incredible offers at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. New customers can make any $5 NBA pregame Moneyline bet and get $200 in free bets if your team wins. Check this out. Right now, everyone can earn up to a 100% boost with DraftKings. Stepped up, same game parlays. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Place a same game parlay and combine multiple bets, like which team will win, total rebounds, total points scored, and more. Sam, I know you're a guy out in Portsmouth. You know, the closest NBA team is up in, in D.C. Are you an NBA guy? Are you locked in? What's going on? Yeah, I'm, a, I'm, an, I'm an NBA fan. I don't have a team, but I, uh, you know, TNT on a Tuesday and Thursday night, ESPN on Wednesday, Friday, I think, and Monday. Yeah, I'm, I'm tuned into the NBA. There you go. All right. Love it. We'll, we'll have to get you. When you are of age, we can get you on some of those same game parlays. All right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> With payouts bigger than ever, DraftKings Sportsbook is where I go to bet on the NBA. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code SOS and make any $5 bet this week. Get $200 in free bets if your team wins. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with promo code SOS. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply see show notes for details all right we're going to segue that into grant watson we got tech uh, plus nine and a half we'll start with that let's just start with that virginia tech is a nine and a half point dog sam um 
tough. You know, we didn't cover last week. We did cover against NC State. Is Virginia Tech covering the nine and a half points on Saturday? I think the Hokies will cover, just considering we've had two one-point losses in a row. I think it's another, you know, one-score game. Um, So, yeah, I think the Hokies cover. All right. Keyshawn King, rushing yards. 75, over or under? That's a tough one, but I'm going to go with under. I think the Hokies will air it out, or will try to air it out at least to uh, maybe Daquan Ryder, Caleb Smith, those guys. Um, So, yeah, I'm going to go under. Also with Chance Black and Bryce Duke. um, But Keyshawn King will definitely receive a majority of the carries. Who knows? He could break one, and he might totally prove me wrong. I hope he does. Hokies passing yards, 235. You said we're going to air it out. Can we, uh, can we eclipse 235? You know, I think we do. I think Caleb Smith probably gets a long reception. I think we air it out. Hopefully we don't air out too many interceptions. <laughs> but um, I, I think we break 235. Um, yeah, I think we break it. Daquan Wright and and Connor Blumrick. You know, oh, yeah. we got Blumrick in the game last week. Uh, Where has know, he, he been though? He, we saw know, him for the fought. first like few I was weeks. Gonna say, then, yeah, I was gonna say. You know, he uh, he made a nice catch that um, that set up a touchdown, and then you know he's been he's been doing it on punt return, uh, blocking for Tucker Holloway. So it's like, all right, you know, we've been saying we need to get Blumrick in the game. Um, maybe that's how we need to get him involved, but. Um, Good to see him back contributing him, Daquan Wright, Caleb Smith. I mean, I, I I feel good about the passing game when those guys are getting targeted. All right, here's one. Hokies turnovers forced one and a half over or under. I'm going with under just because the Hokies are like last in FBS and forced turnovers. So I think that trend continues and I think they're going to be on the ground a lot. So not, not many interceptions or anything. Yeah, I'm with you there. I uh, I also would say the under. I'm gotta gotta see some uh, see some turnovers first before we're gonna uh, jump in on saying that there's going to be going to be multiple. All right. So Sam, we talked about the game. Obviously, we're two and seven. You know, trying to pick up win number three here and uh, have a tough uh, road road show ahead here at Duke at Liberty uh, before finishing up with UVA at home. But we're going to have some fun. All right. It hasn't been, it ha- we got to get away from the doom and gloom. You know, life is good. You got Mike Young here, uh, you know, light, lighten it up uh, every night here uh, on the ACC Network Extra or whatever the heck the stream was last night. Um, but we're going to jump into some rapid fire for Sam Stromberg about high school life. What's it like being a high schooler in the state of Virginia in 2022 down uh, in the 757. So are you ready? I'm ready. All right. Sam, tell me about the best cafeteria meal. What's going on at Norfolk Academy? Yeah, so we have we have Chef Mike who makes some of the best soups you'll ever taste. He makes some good uh, shrimp gumbo. So uh, that's definitely up there. And then the grilled cheese with tomato soup also has to be up there. Those are the two All right. Now, do you guys um... – are there, you know, any snacks for breakfast or like, you know, if you got basketball practice, you want to go up to the cafeteria, get like a, uh, something to go before you get on the bus. Is that an option? You know, do you guys have those snacks? I don't think so. There are vending machines and we have a bookstore. We do have a bookstore where you can buy snacks, which is, 
really nice. But um, they usually restrict the uh, cafeteria to the uh, teachers throughout the day and the seniors. Um, they can get like coffee and stuff, but no, I've been, I mean, I probably could, I could probably grab a banana or something, but I've never done it. I'm not sure about that. I have to check on that. Yeah. Cramping up at basketball tryouts, basketball practice. Oh yeah. Need to grab a banana. A must. Uh, favorite class, sons of scholars. What, uh, you know, when you are waking up in the morning, what class are you fired up for? You know, I'd probably have to go with physics just because I think it's sort of cool to learn about, you know, how all this stuff moves around us and gravity and, you know, initial velocity, final velocity, um, that type of stuff. Um, so, yeah, physics. Dude, very, very impressive. I, I, I was not good at physics, you know. <laughs> v naught, v, v and V naught and negative 9.8 meters per second squared. And who could forget an object in motion will stay oh, yeah. in motion. Are you an SAT or ACT kind of guy? Got to go with ACT. Just because the SAT, the reading comprehension on the SAT, it does me dirty every time. I'm always scrambling at the end, filling in C for every answer. So uh, the, the time, if, if I had unlimited time, maybe the SAT, but the, the reading comprehension gets me, man. <laughs> I saw something on Instagram today where it was like, scantron forms or whatever for the sat it was in a a truck or a trailer and the trailer uh crashed or there was an accident and all the scantron forms flew out the back on the highway and all those kids have to take the sat again uh, so hopefully that does not happen to me yeah i was gonna say i'm glad uh, i'm glad that wasn't you sam uh you know senior year you're a senior right I'm a junior. I'm a senior uh, next year. You're a junior. All right, you got you got plenty of uh, plenty of opportunities for for having fun. Then, where's the prom this year? What do you what's going on with the prom? Yeah, I mean, we usually have a little like thing at our school, but um, before that, we like take pictures at someone's house. Usually, someone who lives on like the water, um, in some of those big wealthy neighborhoods in like Bay Colony and stuff like that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we will usually take pictures beforehand and then uh, go to school and they have something in the uh, cafeteria so not the most exciting thing i know but it is what it is <laughs> who's who's throwing down who's throwing the best who's throwing down? <laughs> i got it well definitely my boy aaron alifer he throws some crazy parties he has the chocolate fountain going he has he has all the stuff going on um so yeah my boy aaron alifer the chocolate fountain. Wow, the you got to you got to keep uh you got to keep Augustus Gloop away from uh <laughs> away from Big Aaron's house, man. Oh yeah. <laughs> and then uh, all right, so you're a junior now, so you still got time, obviously. But uh, you know, college applications are going to be something you're filling out next year. What are the Mount Rushmore? What are the top four? Uh, you know, what if, if you're a recruit of the class of 2024? Yeah, 24. Mm-hmm. Who's making the uh, Who's making the graphic for your top four right now? I don't know who's making it, but I know they're going to have VT, 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 and VT on it. No, but um, to be, I mean, seriously, I mean, I'm obviously Virginia Tech. I'm going to apply to. Um, I'm going to apply to UVA also, just so if I get into both, I can say I turned down UVA for Tech. Um, I'll apply to JMU probably. My sister goes there, but those are the only three right now I'm thinking of. Um, I'm not going to go to UVA, so don't worry. I'm just applying just for fun. <laughs> um, but yeah, tech, hopefully in a few years, I'll, a couple of years, I'll be uh, at Tech. 
There you go. I know we definitely uh, we definitely want to see you donning the orange and maroon, uh, you know, putting that pen to paper here, Sam. Well, this has been awesome. We got no letters from the lunch pail, which is okay. Um, you know, we uh, we'll, we'll table that for our next pod, but we do have some time for Sharky shout outs. So, Sam, I want to one. I want to thank you for coming on, and uh, thank you for all the hard work that you've done this fall uh, with the freshman file series, and two. Uh, give you an opportunity to do some sharky shout outs, you know, anything you got going on, any, anyone you want to plug, uh, this is your opportunity. Yeah. I mean, I got to shout out my dad for, uh, making me into the tech fan I am and, uh, very thankful for all the tech games he's brought me to. Um, last year we went to West Virginia on Friday night. It was about a six and a half hour drive. That was a, a tough one. Um, tough, tough drive and tough game, but, um, you know, thankful for him and, all the road trips he's taken me on and tickets and all that type of stuff. So appreciate him for that. I got to tell you, Sam, that, uh, that hits home. That really does. And I'm sure a lot of people listening that hits home as well. You know, growing up in New Jersey, it was like, we would go to maybe one game a year. Uh, I played soccer growing up in the fall. My brother played soccer and my dad actually coached both of our teams. So there was minimal chance, you know, really, every year for us to be able to get down in games and it would be a super special opportunity if we could sneak down and uh, get to Blacksburg. So it's awesome that you have that, that, uh, that bond with your dad. So um, good stuff, my friend. Well, we will see you. Will you, what, uh, what upcoming games are you going to be at? Um, so I got basketball going on, so I'm not free a bunch of the weekends and stuff, but um, I'll be at the UVA game probably. And uh, may, maybe the Duke game this weekend. We'll see. Um, not positive yet, but I'll be at the UVA game for sure. There you go. Ball is life, Sam. You know, we need you. Uh, I know, I know that, uh, that team over there at the beach needs your, uh, needs your jumper. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we just sent Mark Williams to the league. Uh, he went to Norfolk Academy. David McCormick from Kansas also went to Norfolk Academy. Those two are, uh, professional basketball players now. So that's big time. Awesome. Sam, we'll take care and, uh, yeah, we'll see you in Blacksburg for UVA. Appreciate it, Pat. Thank you for having me. It's time to wander, tripping in the sand. We smoke out windows, drink till we can't stand. But I saw you dance like you want to in my head. And all that she said is, what you're thinking Please don't go to sweat sinking Trash my friend's place Wake up the next day And do it again And all that she said is And all that she said is Enough to reach out to you And say